performerstuff.com presents In the Holding Room with Christian Abbott. Hey, everyone, you are in the holding room with me, Christian Abbott, and it must be Wednesday, not only because In the Holding Room just dropped because you subscribed, and so you automatically get it on Wednesdays, but because I'm wearing pink, and we always wear pink on Wednesdays, right? According to the musical Mean Girls, we wear pink on Wednesdays. Anyone? No? All right. Well, if you're listening to this podcast and you can't tell I'm wearing pink, so you can always check us out on performerstuff.com and actually watch these interviews. Hey, yeah, do that. Anyway, watch on performerstuff.com, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts, and share this podcast with a friend. That would be cool too. We have an amazing episode that you're going to want to share with a friend and maybe watch on performerstuff.com. Our guest in Performer Spotlight is the incredible Melanie Cripps, and she has done it all. And I can't wait for her to tell some of her stories. My Thank You Five segment today, I will be talking about going where the work is, traveling, getting to it. Melanie's done this. She has gone all kinds of places to make sure she stayed in her craft and she didn't have to fold shirts at the gap because she was willing to go where the work is, and so should you. Also, in our Professor's Corner, we are welcoming back the incredible Nikki Snelson. She was on the other day as a performer spotlight because of her amazing Broadway and movie credits, but she owns an awesome company and has a lot of students, and you can benefit from what she has to say. That's all coming up in The Holding Room with me, Christian Abbott. Performer Stuff was created to meet the needs of folks just like you, performers, educators, and professionals in the entertainment industry. At Performer Stuff, you can search our online store for monologues and music for your next audition or to use in your classroom. On our More Good Stuff blog, you can access hundreds of articles and how-to lists created just for you by industry professionals. There are dance and voice classes and workshops at PS Academy. Plus, you can download podcasts and shows just like this one, featuring performers and entertainment pros from around the world. Basically, it's an online community just for you. So check out the website at performerstuff.com or follow us on social media. Our performer spotlight today is on an incredible talent and a person with a heart of gold. She has been there and done that and done everything from cruise ships to theme parks from Singapore to Germany to national and international tours and the West End stage, the girl has done it all. You might have seen her in Annie on the West End. You might have seen her as a June in Chicago in Singapore, if you were in Singapore. Um, but you might have also seen her as a, in the ensemble and the cover for Roxy and the cover for Mama in Chicago in the UK tour. She was in Cats. She was in Starlight Express. She was in Beauty and the Beast. She was in Oklahoma. She has done so much. And I can't wait for you to meet her and hear her story. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome in the holding room, the incredible Melanie Cripps. Melanie Cripps, it is so wonderful to have you here and to see you again. I hope everything's going well. You and the family doing okay? We are fantastic. Thank you. Our little one is just sleeping, so it's a perfect time for us. So thank you. You know, you have just continued to work since you got out of college, out of university. I mean, from theme parks to cruise ships to international tours to West End. And one of the ways you do that is by crushing your audition. So <laughs> take us back to maybe one of your audition experiences and, and walk yeah. us through what that was like and what you auditioned for. 
Okay, so I think uh, the first thing to say is no audition is the same. So um, take that and whatever you want to do with that, run with that. Um, and and I, I think learn from them as well. Um, so one of my, I think one of my favourite auditions of all time probably was Chicago. So um, I actually auditioned three times. So, um, and every time it just wasn't right. So either the role that I was up for, the girl decided she wasn't leaving, um, or for me, it wasn't right. Um, but the audition process is really cool because everyone knows you have to wear black for the audition. <laughs> um, so everyone is literally raiding their wardrobes for um, a black outfit. Um, and for me, you know, I'm a curvy girl. I'm not, a, I'm not really super, super thin, never have been, um, never will be. And um, that hasn't stopped me in my, in my work. But um, so I chose to wear just a um, plain black jazz pant with a, a kind of like a nice um, fancy top. Um, and then obviously you turn up to audition and everyone is wearing fishnets and they have really gone for it. Um, and learning the, I think the iconic Fosse, all that jazz um, routine, you know, it's so specific. It's, um, you go in there and you think, yeah, I've got this. And then they're like, um, it's too much. It's too much. It needs to be less. It needs to be less. And, and it's, it's a really, as you guys will know, it's a really precise um, set of choreography. Um, well, let me ask, was this an open call or was this an agent call? So this was this was an agent call. But okay. I mean, an agent call is still so, so busy. You know, they yeah. have like so many days. Um, and you start off dancing. Was that the first cut? You, as you start st off dancing. That's the oh, first yeah. round. Um, so you start dancing, and then I, I think that they brought me back the in a couple of days to to sing. Okay. Um, so I sang, um, and I sang. Um, <laughs> this is one thing I wanted to talk about as well. Is, is but maybe we can come back to this. Like song choice is yeah. to think. Oh my gosh, what am I going to sing? you know, you don't want to be too, you know, you don't want to sing something from the show. You don't want to sing something that's too close to the show, but you want to show off. So I think I actually sang something really random, like Don't Rain On My Parade, because I oh. thought I could make it a little bit sexy, sassy, but then I can sing those like, you know, if they want to hear those big belty notes and I can pop that in. And that went fine. And and for me, singing is um is probably my least confident out of the, out of all of them. Um, and, uh, anyway, so I got, I got kept and then I got sent material from the show. Um, I got sent Roxy material and also mama material. And I thought, oh my golly, they are like total opposites. <laughs> um, and yeah, so I learned all the material. I then came back, um, and learned and, uh, obviously performed the, the songs and also some script work. Um, and then I had to come back again for let me stop you there so they sent they sent you this material did they just send you sheet music or did they send you recordings of the song or yes at the time it was yeah. literally just sheet music so um i mean we're going back a couple of years now um so they sent sheet music and then just the sides okay. um and uh yeah it was it was i kind of panicked a little bit because I didn't, I don't particularly read music. Um, so that, that was going to be my question. How did you learn that music? Did you have a friend help yeah, you out so or a teacher? I was actually or a lucky enough that my husband, now husband, boyfriend at the time, 
read music and plays the piano. So he did it all for me. Right. And I think also because it wasn't a new musical, um, you can kind of go onto YouTube or or Spotify or one of those kind of um, platforms and and kind of see you see what it is and follow the music and it's all fine. Um, so yeah, so then I had to go back and they teach you. Um, we had to do a little bit from Billy. So it was the showgirl section. They want to see if you can do the splits, oh. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, so that was that. Um, and then I, I left the audition and I thought, you know what? I've, I feel like I've done a really good job. I felt like I couldn't have done any more. Um, and I got a call as I was, I was actually going to a dance class and I got a phone call from my agent and they said, um, we've got some really good news and I said yeah and they said they want to offer you dance captain swing and I was like oh my gosh like yes but I don't want to be a swing because I had been a swing many times before so it wasn't that I was poo-pooing being a swing it was that I in this time in my life to be on stage um and um and so it was really difficult for me because at the time I was also auditioning for Jersey Boys and I was waiting to hear whether I had got Jersey Boys. And so I said, oh, I said, I'm going to, as hard as it is for me to say, I'm going to say I don't want to accept it unless I can get either like a, a part. So they said, okay, you sure you want to do that? And I said, yeah. Um, and that was really difficult because sure it was. I've never done that before. I've never had the guts and the courage to do that. So they said, okay. And then they came back to me and they said, we're going to offer you uh, June. So the part of June. Um, And I was, you know, absolutely over the moon. And it was June cover Roxy uh, cover mama. So, you know, it was, it was amazing. And I think, yeah, I think I wanted that show so much. So after three different times of auditioning, I stuck to my guns and I got it. And yeah, it was just timing, I think. Yeah, that I'm sure that took a lot of courage to to say that, you know. But you, yeah. you sometimes you have to sacrifice what you are for what you want to become, and you got to take that leap and have the confidence in yourself to do that. And and so let me let me just go back and ask you a couple of questions about this process. So this was the third time you auditioned. Um, yeah. How long of a process? You said that after a couple of days they brought you back to dance, and then. Or, or or to sing. So how long overall was this process? I think it was over a couple of weeks. Okay. Yeah, I think I think it was a couple of weeks. Because I think I went back. Oh, you know, and now I remember. So um I obviously it being in the industry and in a, in the, the theater circle you know, your friends that you're auditioning with as well. And they're messaging you saying, have you heard anything? Have you heard anything? <laughs> and and it got to like what we thought was the final audition. And then one girl messaged me, she said, oh no, um, we're in again tomorrow. She said, but I've got to wear something different. They phoned my agent and said, they want me to wear something different and they want me to change my hair. And I was like, and then all of a sudden I got an email from my agent. They want to see you again tomorrow for a final audition. But I hadn't been told to change my outfit or change my hair. So then you're like, Oh no! Well, maybe, maybe I'm just not right. Maybe they, they just think like, oh, just we'll just keep her like that because she's not right. But we'll just make her come to the audition anyway. Um, but yeah, so that was kind of kind of strange. But I think it's they just, I think uh, things that you wear to an audition really do matter. And yeah. you know, you ha- it has to be classy um, and not too sexy 
Sure. I think so, sometimes you know, it's not less is more, you know, sometimes. Yeah, you, you know, you mentioned, you know, at Chicago, everybody was there wearing their fishnets and they're all wearing black. And of course, I think you know, a black outfit is appropriate. But, you know, all the other shows th that you've been in, that you've done, when you look at that, that choice, and I know it creates anxiety for a lot of people. It did for me. What do I wear? And yeah. then, you know, you, when you think about all the auditions you went to, Melanie, like, you went to that first audition and you got called back. Did you typically wear the same thing you wore at your callback that you did uh, for your original audition? Yeah. yeah. And did I you ever feel comfortable changing that outfit? Like at the next actually, callback or something? Actually, no. I think for, I think specifically for that show, people tend to just wear the same. Yeah. Um, but I wonder if it's to do with a certain line of what they wore, because obviously within the show, they are, there's like, especially for the, the, the murderesses, there's a certain um, look. And I suppose if they're looking, okay, well, we want her to be the French maid and the French maid wears a, um, you know, like black tights with a, with a leotard. Let's see what she looks like in that outfit. Um, so um, yeah, so, I, I did wear the same. I kept, I stuck to my guns and, and wore the same. Yeah. And then you, you mentioned uh, your song, Don't Rain, Rain on My Parade. When you went there, did you sing 16 bars, 32 bars, or the whole, whole song? I actually sang the whole thing. Oh. Yeah, I sang the whole thing. And I just did it once. Mm -hmm. um, I think I was, was going to talk about this, and I hope you don't mind if I do. No, but, um, please. I think sometimes people stress so much about what they're going to sing for an audition. I'm sure that you've been in that situation where you get this audition through and you're like, oh my God, what am I going to sing? What am I going to sing? And they're like, and in the style of the show, and you're like, what the hell does that mean? <laughs> like, I, 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 like you open your book and you're like, I, I don't know, I just don't know. And I used to worry about this so much. And then someone said to me once, all they want to see is you be confident um that you can hit those notes and that you you you've got some kind of um great expression on your face so go in there and sing something that you love to sing not that you think that they want you to sing yeah um and I took that and I and I've always had just a handful in my folder of songs that I love to sing um and I wish someone had said that to me when that I first graduated that is so great. That is a great value bomb for all of our listeners. You know, if you don't have anything specific given to you by your agent or by the casting team, then yeah. sing something you love because they yeah. want to see your personality. They want to yeah. see that confidence you're going to bring on stage. Melanie, that's a great point. I'm sorry to interrupt. I just wanted to pause and, and really pull that out. Just sing something you love so that you can be yeah. confident in front of those casting directors. I, I, think it's, I can't even remember who told me it once. And she said to me, she said, I sing this same song for every single audition I go to. She doesn't matter if it's for We Will Rock You or for Oklahoma or for Wicked. I sing the same song because if they like me and they like the sound of my voice, they will ask me to sing something else or something from the show. You your voice is your voice, whether you sing you know whatever song um so yeah so that's something that is really really important so let's talk about your book for a second do you, you just have a few songs in it i want to talk specifically about the book that you bring to the audition how many songs are in that book that you put in front of the piano player so unless they this is, this is another thing i don't know if you guys have this so they'll say 
what have you got for us today? And, I, and so, and obviously sometimes you used to go, well, I've got this and I've got this and I've got this and I've got this. And then you're like, and in your mind, you're thinking, please don't pick that one. Please don't pick that one, you know? <laughs> um, so I will now literally have two songs that I, I think that I've, not that I haven't, because I haven't, if I haven't prepared other songs, but I would say I've got this one, I've got this one. And then maybe in the back of my mind, I do have a couple more, but I'm just going to offer you two because these are the ones I really like to sing. <laughs> um, so yeah, for me, that's, I think less is more. Yeah. Yeah. Because then you've got less to think about. Yeah. You're walking into that audition and you're thinking about, are they going to like what I'm wearing? Are they going to like my hair? Or I feel fat today. Um, or my shoes. You know, there's so many things to think about. So if you can eliminate and bring those things down. Yeah. One less thing to stress ready. about. Yeah. No, you're it's right. You're right. Let me let me ask about any any, you know rituals that you may have i mean when you wake up and you're getting ready to go to the audition or uh when you're in the audition room or in the in the holding room like you are now um <laughs> uh is there something that you do in the morning or before the audition to find yourself to focus to not be so scared or nervous do you have any tips or tricks for that so i like to warm up in the shower yes yeah. the first thing because i always think the steam and everything is just really good mm -hmm. um I like to listening. I like listening to music, but not music that has got anything to do with the show I'm auditioning with. So on the on the train, because we live just outside of London, so we go in on the train, and I just put my earphones in, and and that's it. And I do try and take my mind off it. And the other thing is, it's really easy, and I think this is really hard when you're younger is that you get caught up in the the hubbub of the audition and everyone's there in the room and 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 for, and for me that makes me even more nervous so sometimes it's best to just take yourself off to a corner and just just be with yourself because sometimes the 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 ears and the, the voices of other people and their problems and their worries makes you even more nervous. I'm I'm sweating just thinking about it. That's a great point. <laughs> that is a great. I have I have been caught up in the anxiety of those around me, and that's just one more thing, right? Like you said, it's yeah. just just eliminate one more thing. Absolutely, and it's hard because you know, especially for girls, we like to chat and you know have a, a like you know. Um, but it's it's definitely, I think, a plus if you can take yourself away um, or just put your earphones in or read a book or something and yeah. just to take your mind off of it and breathing, breathing is so good. Yeah. Now, you, yeah. you said you got the you went to the agent call for Chicago. How did how did you land your agent? So I um, I've had a couple of agents, actually. Um but this um, particular agent that I've got um, was recommended to me. Um, I then wrote to them and said, you, you know, you've been highly recommended by so this person, that person. Um, I'd really, I'm seeking representation. Um, would you uh, consider, um, you know, representing me? Um, so I then went in for... Um, an interview mm -hmm. and 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 we got on like a house on fire and I think that's <laughs> you know that's kind of half the battle really is if you get on with your agent 
um I think if you have both you know a bit of both um so yes yeah, so that's how that's how I got my agent but there's there's so much competition with agents and it's it's quite difficult actually to know who to go to but that's uh that's the importance of your network and the community of friends and professionals that you work with is that somebody did recommend them to you which is always a great thing you know Absolutely. rather than flipping through the internet or flyers or what have you. You don't know who some of these agents are, if they're That's reputable, it. if they're reliable. So using your network um, to help find that will, I think is a great benefit. <laughs> and, it, and it's difficult because I have a friend, um, she's she's younger than me and she's with an agent and they're not really working for her. Um, and it's really difficult because she's younger and she hasn't really um done a lot she's now struggling to get an established agent yeah but it's just it's just keep going keep going even if it's like small jobs pick those jobs up get them on your cv or your resume um and and you know it doesn't matter how small the job is it's all gaining experience and also you don't know who you're going to meet doing those jobs that's, um, some that's... of my some of my favorite jobs have been those smaller jobs mm-hmm. That's a great point. Those smaller jobs. I mean, we've had a couple of examples of that on the show is, you know, they do free concerts for friends or they do benefits, um, you know, and you never know who's going to be a part of that and how that that work's going to pull you along. You're so right. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Let let me, let me just ask, you know, when you uh, think about your early career, you know, the big open calls before you had an agent. Um, what advice would you give for that young performer hitting their first big open call and seeing a sea of 200 dancers like we went through when we first started? Yeah, oh my God. I don't know how we did those. It was, that's madness. I remember, I just remember like turning up to um, Pineapple Dance Studios or, or Dance Works or whatever here in London and, and the queue just literally going up and down and up and down and seeing all these like girls with these like mini suitcases that had traveled from up north, you know, um, and they were, ex- they were exciting actually. Um, and everyone had, everyone had a clean slate almost because you were just going in there. Um, I think you've got to, in a nice way, you've got to push, you've got to get yourself, try and get yourself near to the front because you've got to try and learn that routine, you know? And I think try and stand out somehow as in, um, I don't know, I- No, I think and you gotta, you have to be seen. I have seen people in the back because they weren't confident in knowing the steps, but if nobody sees you, you're not gonna get the job. So you got to push to get to the front. And and I'll tell you from all of my experience, you know, and you spoke about having confidence earlier and it comes as a dancer too. Like you might not hit all of the steps, but if they see you performing and they see you taking it on the chin, you're going to go through a rehearsal process that they're going to teach you, you know, but I mean, having your personality come out, having the confidence to stand and, near the front and be seen is the first step and you got to get comfortable with that like even um like even in class so when when i would do um you know dance class at college but since graduating and then you go to pineapple and you do like um take a dance class whatever i will always always no matter how i'm feeling go up front because i'm like i need i need to push myself 
I suppose I am, maybe I am a little bit of a pushy person, but I like to be at the front. I, I, I just want, want to know what's going on. Um, and, and like you just said, even if you go wrong, I don't, you know, I, I think they will be able to see your potential and, and think, you know what, this girl, this guy really wants this. And that's what we want. We want people to work hard. Yeah. Um, and personality, this. Yeah. You know, you, you could be the best dancer with the most amazing facility in the world, but if you've got nothing going on here, I don't want to watch you. Yeah. Isn't yeah. that true? So true. Yeah. It's like you need to tell a story, whether that be um, a happy story or a sassy story or a sexy story. I don't know. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you mentioned um, – that somebody gave you the advice that they, you know, just sing what you love to sing. Uh, that, and that is great advice. So, you know, what, but what is the, the best advice that you've ever received that's helped you along in your career? And if that's it, that's, that's totally awesome. But if there's something else that you can share, that would be great. So um, my husband, Matthew, he said to me, he said to me once, he says, you know, the when you go in the panel, want you they want you they want you to get this they want you to walk in and they want to say that's who I want so go in there and show them that you can do it and you're going to book this job because they don't want to sit there for weeks on end you know trawling through loads of people so go in there and show them you know and I think that's that's it it's funny you know um they uh, there's a um I don't know if I, it was a picture I saw, but when you see a girl getting ready at home and she puts an outfit on, she's really confident with herself and she's, she thinks she looks great. And then she goes outside and she's really embarrassed because she sees people and she's like, you know, that's not what the panel want to see. The panel want to see that really confident person that was in her bedroom getting herself ready and messing around, you know? So, yeah. So that's, I think for me, that's probably the best advice. And I still need to use it now, though. Yeah. You know, I think even more so after this pandemic, it's going to have made people a little bit more um, nervous, you know, yeah. um, and also nervous because everyone's going to be going back um, and, you know, and, and coming out of the woodwork and auditioning. But we all need to know that it's we're doing it because we love it. Yeah. And and yeah, that should just. Yeah, there are a lot easier jobs to get and a lot easier jobs to have. So we, we do this because we love it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's awesome. Well, I, I can't thank you enough for your time, for sharing your experience and, and your advice. Uh, if you don't mind, in a few moments, I'd like to bring you back for our lightning round. Oh, yeah. Melanie Cripps, are you ready for the lightning round? I don't know. You're going to do great. Don't worry. Okay. All right. We have 15 questions here and uh, we'll get through them as quickly as possible. So your first question, first Broadway soundtrack you ever obsessed over? Wicked. All right. Go-to song when singing in the shower? Simply the best. All right. Cake or pie? Cake. Show you wish you could go back in time to be in? Greece. All right. Who is someone that if you punched, if they punched you in the face, you would not be mad? Brad Pitt. 
<laughs> if you could do one show for the next five years, what show would that be? Mary Poppins. Oh. Say good day, mate, in an Australian accent. Good day, mate. Stephen Sondheim is writing a new musical about your favorite childhood toy. What is it? My doll's house. Oh, I like that. I can see that. <laughs> <laughs> the doll's house by Stephen Sondheim. South Pacific or Oklahoma? Oklahoma. Sour Patch Kids or Swedish Fish? Swedish Fish. Which animal adds more joy to the world, squirrels or llamas? Oh, squirrels. Go-to cast album when on a road trip? Ooh. Ooh, waitress. Uh, next superhero to have a Broadway musical? Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Catwoman. Oh. Okay. I show up at an audition. You're the casting director. Without hearing me sing, watching me dance, or seeing me act, what do you typecast me as? <laughs> that modeling didn't help, did it? Sorry. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. You can be mean. That's all right. The first a Roman god. A Roman god. Like Hermes? Yeah. Okay. No. <laughs> awesome. Melanie, thank you so much. All the best to you, oh. your husband, and your wee little one. Congratulations. Thank you. I wish you all the best. Thank you. So lovely to see you. And good luck, everyone. If you have a huge audition coming up and you don't want to search through the same old monologue books, check out performerstuff.com. Our custom search feature lets you narrow down exactly what you're looking for, get a quick preview of the monologue, then print it out. Plus, lots of materials come straight from the playwright, so you won't walk in with the same monologue as everyone else. It's the easiest way to get your audition or classroom monologues. Search, preview, print at performerstuff.com. I think you can tell by that interview that Melanie has a heart of gold. I mean, obviously from all the shows she's been in, she is incredibly talented, but such a wonderful person. And I am so grateful, Melanie, for uh, our friendship and for your talent and for sharing your time with us. And I want to talk about a couple of things that Melanie mentioned. First of all, you know, when you first started out, you know, some of those jobs are going to be small and maybe they won't pay, but you need to add them to your resume and you don't know who else is going to be in those productions and can help develop your network and help you land future jobs. So go after it. Keep busy. Keep meeting people. Keep doing productions and keep volunteering to help out as well. Uh, also, sing a song that you love. We've had a couple of people mention that, but I think it's worth bringing up again. Sing a song that you love at an audition, not necessarily one that you think the casting director wants to hear. You know, if it brings you out, that's what the casting director wants. And also, sometimes you have to sacrifice who you are for what you want to become. I believe it was Dan Millman that said that, but you know, turning down a role isn't always going to be an option for a lot of us. But, you know, there might come a time in your life when you want something greater. I, there was a moment in my life when that happened, when I wanted to transition from being a dancer to being a stage manager. I had to quit the company I was working for because they kept hiring me as a dancer. 
And I didn't want to be that anymore. I knew they wouldn't take me seriously in my progression unless I left. So I had to quit and give that up. And it caused me a lot of anxiety. But sure enough, a few months later, I got the phone call and they wanted me to be a stage manager. You have to sacrifice what you are for what you want to become sometimes. And it's, it's scary. So, it, it, but it can be worth it. Melanie, thank you so much for joining us in the holding room. Today on Thank You Five, I want to talk about something my friend had at the bottom of his resume. Now, the very last section after special skills on his resume, he had have tucks will travel. And I was like, dude, what, what is that on the, he's like, oh, I'm just saying, have tucks will travel. I will go wherever the work is. Now, I don't think you should have this on your resume, but I think you should be open to it. Staying in your craft is huge. Being paid to do what you love and what you trained at is huge. There are a lot of people who move to New York and they're only going to work in New York or LA and they're only going to work in LA and that's fine and I get it. I just don't know if that's for everybody and not everybody can do that. If it's me and I had the chance to either fold t-shirts at the Gap or take a cruise ship gig in, from an audition in New York, I'm taking the cruise ship gig. Because you know what? The people on that cruise ship, the way I network is probably going to help me land my next gig as a performer than folding t-shirts at the Gap or doing medical billing, whatever. So be open to work. There are so many places to work out there. I mean, Branson and Atlantic City and Vegas and New York and LA and some of those bigger cities, you know, Chicago, they all offer like, you know, wonderful opportunities, but there are equity regional theaters in every state. You know, you can get, you know, jobs in Hawaii as a performer in Alaska, Minnesota has so many professional theaters. It's ridiculous. You have Broadway shows over in Germany and in Japan, and you have theme parks all over the world and cruise ships that take you everywhere. You can sustain a career as a performer if you're willing to travel, or at least one of the ways you can sustain a career is by not limiting yourself to one specific you know, city. So have tucks will travel, be willing to travel. There are some amazing opportunities out there. And one of the great things is, is you usually get paid. You know, if you go work in Japan, they usually give you a stipend. They usually take you there. The same with Germany. Sometimes they give you some extra money per diems to live in those places. Sometimes, not all the times, but cruise ships, theme parks, international tours, they're amazing ways to see the world for free and to stay in your, in your craft. And I think that's hugely important. So if it were me, have tucks, will travel. Thank you, Five. If you need music for an audition or a voice lesson, Performer Stuff's got you covered. PerformerStuff.com offers not only full music sheets, but also 32-bar and 16-bar cuts, pre-selected by our on-staff music directors with an intro and easy-to-read sheet for your accompanist. If you need some help practicing, you can download an audition bundle with the sheet music, a vocal lead, and practice track. Plus, the audio on the track matches the sheet music, so you can walk into your audition knowing exactly what to expect. As always, our search feature makes it easy for you to find what you're looking for. So when you need music, come check us out at performerstuff.com. In Professor's Corner today, we have the incredible Nikki Snelson. Now, she was just on in our Performer Spotlight because 
you know, she was in the original Broadway cast of Legally Blonde. She was in the revival cast of Annie Get Your Gun with Bernadette Peters and Sweet Charity with Christina Applegate. She was Cassie in A Course Line. Yeah, she got tons of credit. But now she runs a company called Musical Theater Mayhem, where she teaches her students how to be successful in the world of musical theater. So please welcome to Professor's Corner, Nikki Snelson. Nikki Snelson, thank you for joining us in the holding room in Professor's Corner. I'm uh, so grateful for your time. Thank you. I'm so glad to be in Professor's Corner. I feel so fancy. <laughs> you know, we have a lot of time on our hands these days. And uh, I think now more than ever, people can really start honing their craft. When you were on talking about auditions and audition techniques that you use to land major gigs, I mean, isn't this really the most optimal time to get that tool sharp? You know, it's it's so crazy because we I think that a lot of us are downtrodden and we're zoomed out and there's a million things going on where we feel like our crafts are being taken away from us in some way because we can't go to that live venue and we can't have that live audience right now. But really, this time, if you can spin it in your head, is a super amazing gift because there are opportunities for you to learn from people now that you would have never had in the past. You can find a million different platforms that you can take a class from Laura Osnes or have a talk with Megan Hilty or listen to Shoshana Bean pontificate about the meaning of life in theater. There are so many different opportunities that sadly the COVID experience has bought us. Um, and you can be in class every day of the week, all day long with some of the best dance teachers, with some of the best vocal instructors, with some of the best audition prep teachers. It's all available to you with very minimal searching on Google. And I always say, you know, I heard this from Billy Porter, icon, giant star Billy Porter. He said, if you're not willing to do a reading in your living room, with a couple of friends on a play you might want to do, then you shouldn't be allowed to be on Broadway because it's the small work. It's the little idiosyncrasies and the little tweaking of your craft that affords you the ability to do the big fancy jobs. So, you know, take your camera out into the street and dance and do the choreography and put it out there on the internet. Get yourself out there, make new choices, try to rethink the box that we've put around theater. That is so great. And that is so true. And that's great advice. There are more resources available now because those master teachers have time. And now everybody's gotten acclimated to this online learning system. And that just makes those teachers more accessible than they've ever been. That is gold. Absolutely. Thank you. And you can fill your bag of tricks with all sorts of things that maybe Maybe in a class you wouldn't have felt so comfortable doing, but now you're alone in your living room. So take that beginning tap class that you've always been scared to, uh, scared of. You can do that now in the safest environment possible. How much of that rings true, even not in this COVID world? I mean, with all the workshops and master classes that you've taught, I mean, as an artistic director and director and choreographer, I mean, all the things that you've done, you see people come in and needing to put in the work. So how does this translate when life is normal? So in general, and this is not just for actors, I think this is for anything. I don't think life really begins until you step out of your comfort zone. That could be for travel, that could be for going for a big job opportunity that you wouldn't normally go for. So what I always try to say is in the front of class mentality. 
you need to go to class where you have to stand in the back of the class because you're that uncomfortable. And you take that class until you're in the front of the class and you're right in front of the teacher showing off your skills because you've become that confident in whatever that is, singing, dancing, acting, underwater basket weaving, whatever it is, that you then take yourself out of that class and you go to the back of the class in another class. So I feel like the more you step out of your comfort zone and you fill your bag of tricks with skills that you wouldn't necessarily be super comfortable with in the first place, then the more full of an artist you're going to be, the more things you're going to have to draw from when you might be able to get cast. Um, And it's always, you've got to always be learning, always studying, always practicing, even if it's a, you know, pulling up the Royal Shakespeare Company and watching material, watching material and filling your mind with how other actors are doing it. That's a great source too. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I've, I've talked about in the past is just listening to different cast albums. I mean, you have the original, and I keep coming back to this and our audience will get sick of me saying it, but I love the comparison. You'll get uh, the original Broadway cast of Secret Garden with Manny Patinkin, and then compare mm-hmm. that to the Australian cast recording with Anthony Warlow. Those are right. two completely different shows uh, through orchestrations, through tempos, through acting. But that, I mean, with Broadway HD and Netflix and uh, YouTube, all there's more shows available now than when we were kids, when we, yeah. you know, so. Absolutely. And you can watch the masters and people that you would not normally have gotten to see, especially now they're putting it out there for us to watch. Whereas before you would have had to go to Lincoln center, rent out a thing and sit and watch it. Now you can actually watch it and see it and steal, steal from people. Yeah. You know, you want to be your own original person, but your own original person can be made up of some stuff you stole from some other people too. Don't <laughs> think I didn't learn to dance by watching old videos of Gene Kelly all day long. So that's the thing. Be like, oh, I like how they did that. I like how they phrased that. I love their choice they made there. Be a be a um, scholar to your craft. You know, with this time with theater being closed and actually being in the room to audition has kind of gone away. There's been a lot of virtual auditions uh, right. lately, but right now what I believe is that if you're in college, stay in college. Now is not the time to get out of college. And if you're about to graduate, then maybe consider your master's or continuing your education because mm-hmm. like, keep learning. Now is the time to learn. And yeah. When the world does open back up, all of the professionals who were on Broadway, who did have those jobs, they're all going to hit those auditions. And is that really when you want to be having your first audition experience? Maybe. It's funny. When it first started, when we first started this COVID thing, I kept thinking, oh, those poor seniors, oh, those poor college kids, oh, they're paying all that money. But really, you're getting a comparable education. And for me, Every education is what you put into it. It doesn't matter if you go to Carnegie Mellon or Carnegie Carnegie Community College. What you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. That might be a little bit of a stretch, but um. no. But no, the, the intent is right. I mean, it's that's with everything, right? The amount of effort is is what you get out of it. Absolutely. So if you put in a ton of effort to finding means to learn your craft here online or beyond, then you're going to be way better off than you would have been before. And people are going to be really hungry when this all starts to open back up. I know there are. So I feel like the the want and the need to put out as much art as possible is going to be there. So make sure you're ready for it. When that phone call happens, make sure you are ready for it. Absolutely. That is awesome. That's such great advice. Nikki, thank you for joining us in Professor's thank Corner. Thank you. Hey, how, oh, can, how, <laughs> how can our audience get in touch with you? 
Uh, I've got several social media sites. You can find me on my Nikki Snelson fan page on Facebook. You can find me at Nikki Snelson on Instagram, NikkiSnelson.com. And then I run a company called Musical Theater Mayhem that brings major Broadway artists to uh, a Zoom platform for a day of teaching. So check us out there too. Perfect. We'll link all that up in the show notes so our audience can get in touch with you and utilize your resources. Nikki, it's been wonderful having you on. Thank you so much. You take care of yourself, okay? Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. We'll see you on stage. Join me, Mark Pawsey, your host for Pro Series on PerformerStuff.com with friends and colleagues from the entertainment world whom I've had the pleasure to work alongside during my illustrious show business career. Together in conversation, we share our knowledge, experiences, wisdom and passion for the arts. From Broadway and the West End to theme parks, cruise ships and everything in between. Pro Series will bring you tips on how we succeeded in this industry that we love and respect. Pro Series, conversations with the pros brought to you by PerformerStuff.com. Never stop learning. Right. Thank you, Nikki Snelson. I mean, you've heard Sean and I talk about that in past episodes. You have to be a constant student of your craft and Nikki Snelson bring that point home. But, you know, now is the time to learn. There are more resources available online than ever before. Head over to performerstuff.com if you want help singing, acting or dancing. Now is the time to learn. But not only now, always. You always have to continue that education. Just when you get out of college, when you get out of school, your education doesn't stop. You are, you have to be committed to continuing to be a student of your craft for as long as this is your career. So keep learning and stay tuned for more episodes of In the Holding Room. Next week, Nicholas Dramard is on, and he was already Bert in Mary Poppins on Broadway, and they made him come back and audition again. What? <laughs> You'll find out more from Nicholas Dramard himself next week in the Holding Room with me, Christian Abbott. Make sure you're subscribing to this podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on Facebook at In the Holding Room. Check us out at intheholdingroom.com for all the books and resources that our artists make available. And make sure you're checking out performerstuff.com for all your singing, dancing, and musical needs. We'll see you next week in the holding room with Christian Abbott. Bye-bye. <laughs>